Twitch. Okay. There we go. Carry so, on. So, Carney, please carry on. <laughs> I, I love carrying on. Um, the, the space shuttle was just a really, really finicky and delicate piece of hardware, and there were a lot of things that endangered it. A lot of it had to do with the tiles on the shuttle itself, and the, the solid boosters just had a lot of failure modes. The SpaceX, the Falcon 9, I mean, yes, it's a, it's a bomb on, sitting on a launch pad, but basically, as long as there isn't a leak someplace, it's not like danger. It's not likely to blow up on the pad. And once the motors start running, you know your 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 failure modes are okay. Either the thing's going to blow up or it's not. <laughs> mm -hmm. And they've got contingency plans for that. With with the space shuttle, you know you can have an otherwise perfect launch and have a tile come loose. And there were always tiles coming loose and hit something critical. And you just never knew what was going to happen with it. Yeah, so the, the, the tiles seemed like insanely, uh, uh, an insane idea, but I'm sure it was based on a reason. So, Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's the reusability thing. I mean, it, on paper and in testing, it worked fine, but they kept fiddling with it and making it more and more complicated. You know, the whole idea was is that you had the tiles, which were easily replaceable so that your, your space vehicle itself could be quickly turned around and reused. What they ended up with was thousands of unique tiles that were not interchangeable, that any one of them could fail at any given time for any known reason. And if the wrong one failed, well, you know. And that's kind of what happened in Challenger, right? Um, okay. Didn't want, I thought there was a failure in some of the tiles. Well, what happened with Challenger was was the, the wait. Which one are we talking about? Which was the, the, first the earlier one? I guess maybe I got it wrong. Yeah. Uh, now I'm getting confused. Yeah, the earlier one I thought was O-ring related. Yes. The later one oh, okay. was tile related. Was tile. Yes. So okay, thank yes. you. Well, and so carry on with uh, with much more knowledge than I'm able to bring. No, no, no. I mean, if you, it, it's just the the tiles. Uh, would break loose and a lot of them it was okay some of them it wasn't but you always stood the danger that a tile breaking loose was going to hit something and since we've discussed before rockets are by necessity very very lightly built if you if you've got a strong rocket you load more fuel on it if you've got you know you, you're always trying to not carry any extra weight so a tile falling loose hitting something is almost by definition going to do damage to something and it just it just made everybody gun shy after Challenger. Yeah. Well, I think didn't the same thing happen after Apollo One too? There's certainly complaints by the test pilots slash astronauts at the time that they were. Yes, yeah, so th that was that was a whole host of poor decisions that were made there. I'm not sure it was the same thing, but it was mm, definitely right, right. you know there was a reaction to the situation that had allowed it the situ the pure oxygen atmosphere to be a thing. Right. By the way, uh, Columbia was the one that exploded in 2003. And I believe Dave is right. That was the one that had uh, tile issues. And then yes. Challenger was the one that exploded in 1986 yes, due to the O-ring issues. Yeah. And, and the, those solid boosters, they're impressive as hell when they, I, I got to watch a launch a night launch, in fact, but th those 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 solid boosters, 
it's just they were a bad idea basically for mm. you know for reusable and for manned space flight solid boosters were just n not the right way to how, go how how exactly to i mean boil it really simple how do solid boosters even work well the, i mean do they just burn we, the bottom part of it or no before yeah before okay, we go, go ahead, there Eric. so the the solid boosters as i heard it continuously being you know talked about you know in dumbed down media was you know i don't think they felt like they had the uh, technology to control liquid but you know the, the solid was very reliable but there was no off switch Is that yeah? Well, everything you said is true, but it's a it's li li a little bit incomplete. Is that solid boosters? You can in fact make solid boosters that have off switches. They're called hybrid engines, and s Virgin Space is trying to put. Some, and those things are an ending source of trouble. Bad news. Well, but but th 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 um, what year is that? Versus, I mean, solid boosters. I mean, this thing was green lighted by Nixon. Yeah, and Nixon. Science degree was from which university? No, what I'm just saying, time-wise, this thing was greenlighted by Nixon, so solid booster technology oh, was not what fifty years ago. Yeah, it's still the, here's the here's the thing about solid boosters is that the thing you're talking about with not having an off switch is part of it, but is that you the thing before before Carney before you explain going into too much detail, give me just like the the brief, really simple version of how a solid booster okay. works. Is that simplest version of a solid booster is a bottle rocket. Is okay. that you've got some packed in propellant. You know, it's it's closed at one end. It's open at the other end. You light the open end. The gases go out. The mm -hmm. thing takes off as it burns down the, 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 the I forget what they call it. I, I was going to say core, but that isn't right. But the, um, the solid fuel element burns down like a cigarette. Mm -hmm. And generates gas as it goes, but they're they come in all kinds of exotic shapes and sizes, depending on the size and the the thrust profile you want. And that's where the thing gets to be complicated. Is that once they've gone through the shakedown, and the testing, something like a Polaris missile, which they tested dozens of Polaris missile cores before they ever had a a production version, and they can periodically would keep launching and testing ones as they came off the assembly line. Those are pretty reliable, especially since it's relatively speaking a rather small rocket. The bigger the bigger the the grain, that's what it's called. It's called a fuel grain. Mm -hmm. The bigger the grain gets, the more you have problems with cracking. Because of thermal expansion, because of the when the, you, you pour the grain, because of the shapes you have to... The bigger the grain, the more exotic the shape you've got to have in order to assure steady burning. Because the danger you have with a, a solid fuel grain is if it starts mm -hmm. burning unevenly, is that you'll get either uneven thrust or worse, a burn through. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's they're, they're, they're simple. They're reliable in the simple sense. But their failure modes are pretty drastic. Mm -hmm. Is that a, a solid fuel rocket that blows up really blows up? A liquid fuel rocket that has problems usually has time for an escape pod to get away. So the space shuttle uh, Challenger mm -hmm. was the the center was solid fuel. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So all three of those tanks are filled with solid fuel. No. Okay. 
The outside the outside boosters are solid fuel boosters, two of okay, them. Okay, gotcha. The one in the middle is a, a liquid oxygen tank that feeds fuel to the, um, I mean, a liquid hydrogen and oxygen tank that feeds fuel to the shuttle engines. Gotcha. Okay, so that's, and that can, I understand. Okay, I see. So this is like a big extra gas tank on the outside of the shuttle yes. that pipe goes into the shuttle engines themselves. And then once that's gone, there's also some fuel left on the actual shuttle. Um, no, or, maybe. Or no. So once the once the once that external fuel tank is gone, those engines are just dead. Yeah, think of the back of the space shuttle. You have that triangle of big engines. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones fed from the the big the external fuel tank. Right. There are two smaller engines that are up top near the the the, the apex of the triangle, mm -hmm. and those are fed from onboard fuel. Okay, and then there's obviously a bunch of thrusters other thrusters and directional things that all kind of have their own fuels yeah, yeah. What, what dave was saying about solid fuel the, they're easy to handle you know once you've got the grain done is that you don't have the issues of liquid hydrogen liquid oxygen to handle toxic poisonous explosive so is that mostly they're they're pretty easy to handle the the problem or safe i should say not easy but they're pretty safe to handle the problem you run into is that if you bang one of them and a crack develops oops mm -hmm. if you know it's exposed to too much heat or too much cold oops mm -hmm. you know and the, they're and like he says there's, there's no real off switch to them and the and the failure mode is disaster usually yes yeah well yeah again i was i was just reciting what was you know said over and over again why did they take this route Okay, because of this, this, and this. You know, but it, it occurs to me as you're saying that. I mean, what if, if somebody's banging the uh, booster? Mm -hmm. What the hell's going on? If you can't climate control it, I mean, that's a failure of planning. So, I mean, mm -hmm. those things are controllable. Yeah, and, oh, that's, sure. and, that's, and that kind of thing is what caused Apollo 1, too. Is, I can't remember, what was it? There was something that got banged around, and then a wire got knocked loose, and... Something, but the the core problem in Apollo One was a poor decision on the a pure oxygen atmosphere. Right. I mean, anybody with any sense knows that a pure oxygen atmosphere sooner or later is going to ignite. Right. Well, and they yeah. smoked. They smoked a lot back then too. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially after that. <laughs> yeah. <it's laughs> anyway, but but yeah, is it is a failure of planning, but it. That they they traded well. Okay, let's get to the core. The core reason that they used a solid booster was because the the space shuttle was designed by committee and one of the committee members was Morton Thiokol. Okay. And they they did solid fuel and since they were part of the space shuttle program, some part of it was going to be solid fuels. Explain that cuz that's you've you've mentioned a name there that I've never heard of before. So. It's the company that built the boosters and they just loved solid fuel or yeah they... i mean that's what they did at the time, okay i'm not sure what they're doing now these days but at the time i think that they were the prime contractor for polaris and poseidon missiles and maybe trident okay so you know and they're really really good at it don't get it wrong but this was this was just an order of magnitude bigger and and you know because of all mm -hmm. the 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 reusability stuff, not reusable stuff, partially reusable stuff. It, it just, it the whole thing was over-engineered. The, the space shuttle was... And over-engineered, not in a good way. Right, yes, exactly. <laughs> it, the space shuttle was a Falcon 9 engineered by committee. Mm -hmm. You know, it was about three times as big and half as capable. 
Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dedicated Nerds <laughs> Podcast. I'm Rob Fiorandino, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Dave and Carney. Hello, Carney. Hello. Hello, Dave. Good evening. How are you guys doing uh, this week where we saw SpaceX successfully launch a first crew into orbit in a, what, nine years? Since oh, we had uh, somebody launch from the United States? Something like that. I was going to say a little longer, but no, nine years is probably right. I think, that's when, I think that was the last uh, last space shuttle mission was in 2011, right? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, so. I, I've i lost track. I thought that was last week, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can we launch him into orbit? <laughs> so, 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 Carney, we've obviously just spent the last few, few moments talking about uh, space. Are you excited that... Uh, we're launching human beings into space from Florida again? Well, yes. I mean, any any launch into space, I consider a good thing. So, yes. And somebody that's not on a Soyuz. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm I less territorial, I guess, than some. I mean, I didn't like having the Soviets have veto power over whether we could get people into space. But I don't have an intrinsic problem with them going up in Soyuz. I just wish that, you know, they didn't have the spigot under control. And now they don't. Yeah, that's a good thing. I think it's something. I think it's good. Yeah, yeah. Now their their astronaut suits look a lot cooler than the old ones. <laughs> well, that's important because that's you gotta it. look good. Yeah, except they kind of look like they have. Uh, I don't know. They kind of have looked like uh, dairy boots or something. <laughs> you know, they look like they could be milking cows in those boots. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you've got me looking up. <laughs> No, I think that's I personally I think it's great. I'm very excited about that and uh I have mixed feelings about Elon Musk. Um, yeah. But uh but you know, hey, we can we can uh, celebrate good things as well. Right. Um, as as somebody in my wow raid said, I was commenting on exactly this a couple of weeks ago and he referred to I forget what he said exactly. It's something like yeah, him and his space alien wife. <laughs> Who is his wife? He's, uh, he's married to an actress, isn't, she, isn't he? Singer, Grimes. Oh, okay. Oh, he used to be married to that actor. Uh, she was on uh, Westworld, I believe. Oh, that I didn't know, but... Tallulah Ri- Riley is uh. his ex-wife. Well, when you get rich enough, you have to split your fortune periodically. <laughs> It's like what's your half what's the half life of his fortune? <laughs> every well, two every two years he gets divorced, so Well, he got a seven hundred and fifty million dollar bonus from Tesla, so he's oh. got the cash. Yeah, I think he's probably doing just fine. Didn't he like co create eBay or not eBay, but uh, PayPal? Is yeah, that right? I think yeah. PayPal was his, yeah, initial nut. Yeah. So yeah, anybody that, who that's yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you, I see what you mean about the boots. They do look a little, they're a little <laughs> short to be hip waders, but they've got that vibe, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they, they definitely have a dairy vibe, I think. <laughs> maybe maybe they're sponsored by you. <laughs> maybe they're sponsored by Land O'Lakes. <laughs> Hold it now, I was going to say, you, you, have, you have more experience with milking boots than I'm aware of, Rob. <laughs> well, I've been in, I've... I've been in quite a few dairies in the last 10 years. Okay, well, you, well I was going to say, I, I kind of forgot about that. You, you've probably yeah. been in more dairies in your life than I have. I was, And I was in the largest dairy in North America, which is in Wisconsin. It had like something like over a thousand cows. 
It was, this, it was really amazing. Uh, they have this, I don't know, you, Dave, you probably know all about this, but uh, Carney, maybe this will be news for you. It's They have this milking station where it's it's like a giant, and I mean giant carousel. I've seen that on TV. Yeah, how it, aren't they how amazing? It works. Yeah. A, yeah, I mean, I, I was there watching the cows. We actually did a video about it, so we got to shoot it and all that stuff. Um, yeah, but the yeah, cows just milk themselves. Cows, are, yeah, they walk in. And then they do have people that kind of put the little uh, suckers on. I can't remember what the suckers are called, the milking machine. Uh, you know, they kind of put, put them on their teats. And then by the time the carousel goes, uh, doesn't, they don't even have to go all the way around. Uh, it goes about 75% of the way all the way around. Then that's their exit and they walk off and they're done being milked. But yeah, they just, it's amazing. The, the farmer just opens up the, the gate. They walk in and the whole thing goes. And then an hour later, all the cows are, are milked. And happy, <laughs> and very, yeah, very happy. And uh, that was that one had so many cows too that they took all their uh, their solid the solid waste of the cow and uh, used the methane created by that to to uh, create electricity for the whole farm. Yeah, so it's a it's a pretty cool operation. Yeah, that sounds like th- that'd be interesting. <laughs> it really was. It was like a it was like a little city, you know. I mean, like a little town. Yeah, you know, I had probably. 20 buildings or something and um yeah is this video you shot available or is this was this um it was for it was for the cottonseed oil uh the people that made cottonseed oil because cottonseed is something that you can mix into a cow's feed to make better milk basically to really simple oversimplify it but right so that so yeah so the cottonseed oil or the cottonseed people uh, Cotton Incorporated, same people that do the commercials, uh, hired us to uh, to yeah just to shoot these dairies and interview some farmers about how they how they use cottonseed to mix in with their their feed and uh, yeah. Well, cool. that's a whole new world to me. There's commercials for cottonseed. There's a product. There's a uh, commercial. Co- Cotton Incorporated. It's like cotton, the fabric of your lives. I can't sing the song, but. There was a jingle back in the 80s (laughs) where they were promoting cotton. It's Cotton Incorporated. It's basically the trade association for cotton growers. So it's their job to promote cotton and cottonseed and cottonseed oil and, you know, all that good stuff. Hmm. I I think I forgot the 80s. (laughs) Well, but like I was saying. You're either drunk or or in the military, so possibly both. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, not mutually exclusive. But if there's a product, Dave, there's an advertisement for it. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I, I, but when he said it was from the 80s, I was like, wow. I, I mean, that was before I had replay TV, before I had mm-hmm. TiVo, before I had uh, anything except standing up to go get another Mountain Dew. Okay, I found the cotton, cotton, the fabric of our lives ad. It was from 1992. So... Oh, well, that's go. not the 80s. No, no it's not. Yeah. That's two years after the 80s, yeah. uh, by my by my math. Yeah. And that, that's after I was time-shifting using uh, VHS. So. Okay, well, there you go. That's probably why you never saw those commercials. But anyway, yeah, so they, uh, yeah. So Big, big dairies. That's how I know about those boots. <laughs> hmm. So Important. tell us about your, your car buying experience. I did. I bought a car this, uh, this week. It was, it was... Uh, uh fairly painless actually i mean most car buying can be painless if you're not willing if you're willing to spend a little extra money and not put up a fight (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it can be very painless. Hmm. Uh, that's not what happened here. But uh, I mean, I didn't really put up much of a fight because I had a con- I had so I my lease, my three year lease was over uh, actually yesterday. And uh, but last Thursday we didn't record because I uh, decided, you know, for whatever reason, I decided that was the night that we had to go out and take care of the lease. So there was already my lease had a con at the end of the contract. There was a buyout time. Well, I don't drive that much anyway, which I think we talked about. I think I only put on about 9,500 miles per year, maybe 10,000 miles a year. Um, And then, of course, the last three months I haven't been driving at all. So I was seriously under mileage for the car, and it's worth a lot more than the buyout. And I really like the car, so we just bought it out. We we financed it, and you know, so all I had to do was actually go in there and sign the financing papers. And they 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 initially said, "Oh, we got to inspect this and make sure it's good and all this stuff." I'm like, "Okay, you can inspect it, but it's not going to make any difference on the price." (laughs) (laughs) So, and then I got there, and which is a. that's a whole different experience we can talk about in a second. But um, we got there and the guy said, oh, no, we don't. Have, you're just buying out your existing lease. We don't need to inspect it. Yeah, well, I, I, why, why would they care? Well, this is yeah. so pristine. It's worth $10,000 more. <laughs> Sorry, you're going to have to write a yeah. bigger check. No, we have a contract. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so no. actually your experience, uh, speaking of which, Dave, I mentioned to Rob before you came on about the discussion we had, and he said you were right that you know there was no fuss to it but the conversation you had friday sort of lines up with what i remember of a friend of mine going through with his lease is that you know he could, wanted to buy it out and he calls up and you know the, they started blathering but mm-hmm. yeah yeah i i kind of somehow think that maybe they're trained to just say anything as long as it if, if it could possibly lead to a, a, a different purchase <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah i think you're exactly right <laughs> it's like oh maybe we need to uh, maybe we need to have you come in and take a look at this and yeah. uh, you know i don't know we need to make sure a yak will fit into your trunk before <laughs> yes. you can buy it that's right it's safety measures yaks <laughs> no, are uh, very important these days yeah no i was curious about it because you know i assume you know you've taken a whole bunch of things out of the equation you know the price yep you know you know the car yep the only thing left is I don't even know what. I don't know why would you even have to go in. Well, they had a. Yeah, I had to sign the financing paperwork. Well, I checked around. You know, I mean, that's the only thing that was a an issue was, okay, what interest rate are you going to give me? And actually, they have a had a pretty good deal on a, an extended warranty, and I purchased the extended warranty as well, which is nice. Uh, get a little bit of peace of mind because that's our basically our only car that we can rely on. So I wanted to make sure that was good. And but yeah, those are kind of the only decisions that even have to be made. Yeah, no, I was just wondering because I mean that. You know, a bunch of cars were being sold throughout the Dallas area while people sat on their couch. So I, I, I was curious, you know, you don't yeah. have to pick the car. You don't have to do anything other than, you know, paperwork, which can be done online. So. Yeah, and I think if I would have just, I think I probably could have mailed them a check if I had gotten the financing from my bank or something else, too. So, but I was, I mean, it was nice. To, they, they, was a, they were, they weren't, they weren't quite as low a price as my bank, but it was convenient. And, I, and then it I got the extended warranty and I don't know, it was fine. And they you know, so anyway, it was, it was a good experience. I wouldn't, you know, as long as you get a simple, I mean, it's a bummer. Loan, Cause if I would, yeah, it, it you, was, could, you could just, I mean, you could refinance with your bank if you got a simple interest loan. Absolutely. Pay oh, no, absolutely. Pay it off. And absolutely. Now I could do that and I still can do that. So if, yeah, if interest rates go way down, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, 
But uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say something else, and then I forgot. So you talk for a while, Dave. And he clams up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's amazing how you do that. (laughs) (laughs) He's not not a talking monkey here. You can't just command him to talk. No, I was, like I said, I was mostly, I was curious because it seemed like at the time you were like saying, it's taking a pretty long time. And I thought, well, what is going wrong? Because you know the car, you know the price. What is it that they're stringing you along on? Well, let me tell you, let me tell you what took a long time. Has nothing to do with the car, has nothing to do with the price. It has to do with COVID-19. So we had to have an appointment. Okay, so we get there at the appointed time which I believe was 5 p.m. or something along those lines. And, oh, we're with another customer. You can take a seat over here at this round table that's away from, that's at least 10 feet away from all the other round tables where people were sitting. And uh, <laughs> and we sat there with our masks on and, you know, just kind of doing the thing. And, and it took, I mean, I, we were sitting there for like half an hour before anybody else, before anybody acknowledged us. And we had an appointment. And, you know, so that's what took so long. And then then he's got to go talk. Oh, yeah, I guess we don't have to inspect your car after all. And then we I then we made a change to where it was uh, the lease was originally in my name. We wanted the purchase to be in both of our names. And so the paperwork was wrong. And so they had to run the credit check for both of us instead of just me, which Zan has an amazingly good credit rating as well. So, you know, it wasn't wasn't a problem of like not being able to do it but it was more of a problem of okay now it's going to take a bunch of time to get more us bureaucra- more bureaucracy and then we go and then we talk about the extended warranty and then we talk you know i mean so it just it was fine it was i mean it was it was it was not unpleasant but it unfortunately took more time than i had anticipated of going in and signing some papers and being done Okay. No, so, I, I was just curious because yeah. I'm I have the I've never leased before in my life. I have a truck that's being leased. I'm trying to decide if I'm going hmm. to keep it and you know buy it out at the end. And you know it just sounded yeah. like you were having struggles that I, you know if I knew about them ahead of time, then I could squash them. <laughs> yeah, I mean it might it, it would it. I mean if you're not going to buy the extended warranty, it'd probably behoove you to get your financing worked out before you go in. You know maybe get. And then just write him a check and get the hell out of there. But you know, other than that, <laughs> or mail the check in. Don't give him a chance to there corner you. you. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't. I I, I don't even know if this is the vehicle that I really want mm-hmm. to keep. Um, because it's not really a farm truck. Mm. It's kind of a pretty boy truck. Yeah, it kind of is. Isn't it red too? <laughs> no, no, that was the twenty. Oh, that was your. That was your. Uh, okay. Yeah. What color is this one? Uh, kind of like chocolate. Mm, that doesn't sound like a farm vehicle. <laughs> farm vehicles are all white. <laughs> for no, some, far- for no, some they're either white or black. That's the pickups I see most on farms. Nah, it's not a farm vehicle because the you know got giant rims. So if oh, you okay. have a flat tire, it's like five hundred dollars <laughs> to fix. And no, that's you don't want that. It's probably got like a what a four inch uh, clearance or something. Oh no, it's 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 up nice and high. What that's what kind of, what kind of vehicle is it? Uh, Dodge Ram fifteen hundred. Oh, well, that's a decent vehicle. But you just oh got, no, it's you got the fancy version, huh? But yeah, it's just kind of all you know. It's it's great for driving around, but uh, mm-hmm. just don't see it as a farm truck, and and it's completely insanely overpriced for a farm truck. I, I think of a farm truck as like something like nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. 
Yeah, and that farm, would be a, referred to as a riding lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I'm, farm farm truck you can leave outside too for a couple weeks at a time and not be worried if it hails. Well, yeah, this one can't fit in my garage, so it, <laughs> oh dear, <laughs> yeah, it's, it sits out twenty four seven three sixty five. Even if I removed everything from my garage, I don't. I think it's like one inch too long to close my garage door. Oh my so. God. <laughs> well, there you go. Are we compensating for something with our truck? <laughs> no, it's a nineteen eighty two garage. It's a. <laughs> I mean, my my. Yeah, even my, well, okay, my brother has a similar sized truck, and his truck fits by about four inches, and his house is like seven years old. Mm. So mm-hmm. they, you know, they, they've started making garages slightly larger. Yeah, when I built my new garage 10 years ago, I, I got the longer garage. It was, it was a good upgrade. Yeah, no, I mean, just, you know, the, the not to divert us completely, but please do. We're we're almost done anyway. But, so you know. but think about showers. Our 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 shower. If if you scrub your armpit mm. too hard, you beat it <laughs> your elbow into the wall. Mm. They don't even allow showers the size that we have in our house. So 1982 oh, is a long, oh I see. So you're long time ago. Your, your shower is not up to code, is what you're saying. It's a it's a it's like a tiny house. <laughs> it's like it's like a shower in a space. People shuttle. were shorter back then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And not as not as hefty as some of us are these days. <laughs> we're yeah. wide. We're wider than we are tall. Well, I, my 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 apparently my sin is having long arms. Cause yes. Yeah, you do not have the problem of being wider than you are tall. You are much taller than you are wide. <laughs> yeah, but but anyway, yeah, I I may or may not be compensating for something <laughs> else, Carney. But I, I, yeah, small garage. <laughs> Me- measure measure your garage. You know from. The, you know, what's the longest vehicle you could put in there? And I'll Well, we can it. definitely fit my wife's van into it, and that's a pretty long van, so. Mm. Oh, well, go. I mean, and my truck, does it has a, like, a slightly shorter bed than a full-size real bed because it's a, you know, it's a four-door truck. Mm. Um, so it's, it's the kind of truck that's made to go to Ikea and pick up some furniture. <laughs> and not exactly. be out on a farm. Exactly. No, yeah. and it's two-wheel yeah. drive, and I mean, it just... I mean, my brother's got four-wheel drive. He took it out to my farm for like 15 minutes and almost got it stuck. So, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. Not, eh. yeah. I don't think you you don't want that truck, Dave. You're just gonna, they're just going to mock you in the in Kansas when you br- oh, drive up not, with that truck. It's it's not that. It's just I don't want to have two vehicles. But if you buy yourself a ten thousand dollar farm truck, you might not want to drive it all the way. Up yeah, to Kansas City, because mm-hmm. it'll mm-hmm. probably get about like seven miles to the gallon. Yeah, then you can buy yourself an old Toyota Corolla or something to bang oh, Then people it. will laugh at him. <laughs> oh no, I'm gonna you know, like a BMW i3. Oh, okay, cool. Now I'm with you there. You better drive yeah. that all the way up to Minneapolis so you can you can drive me around with that. Thing. Oh, I, you know, I mean, I, I I love the electric cars. It's just. The i three is kind of ugly. I gotta say though. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't care what it looks like. It, it gets, <laughs> it gets like ninety nine miles to the gallon. <laughs> okay. So and I think, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, as far as your lease question, I, you know, you just got to take a look at it at the time and see what it's worth when the lease comes up. You're kind of, you're kind of gambling a little bit. Yeah, no, but it's low. It's low level gambling. It's not like you're going to make or break yeah, a whole bunch of no, money. I mean, I exa- I know, yeah, I know exactly what the payoff is mm-hmm. right now. It's just <clears throat> should I 
you know, all of this is zero percent financing going on. I've I've thought about buying something else at zero percent, trading this thing in, and then I got to, you know, pay down what I owe on the truck, but it's at zero percent. So zero percent—that's a pretty good rate, from what I understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's. Uh, I mean, I think it would cost me about. I mean, like like thirty-five hundred dollars at zero percent, but that doesn't add up very fast. Wow. Yeah. No, it doesn't really, does it? So, anyway. So, uh, let's move on to what's been good this week. What's been good this week for you guys? Anything? I got one, but you go ahead. Jump in. Please, don't don't wait for me. Crickets. I don't want to step on Carney. I need cricket sound effects. Yeah, sorry. I, I can't think of something right now. You go mm-hmm. ahead. Oh, you good. So, this is the season of... Uh, Homegrown blackberries. Ooh. And we are enjoying blackberries oh. from our backyard. Nice. And, and uh, the birds let you have blackberries? Well, actually, my wife purchases, uh, like, uh, not plastic, uh, kind of waxed paper solo cup type things. And when they, just as they're turning the color that the, attracts the birds, she'll put the cup over the blackberry area and clip it with a paper clip or a a close Whoa. clothespin and two days later she goes out and harvests it because the birds couldn't see it and is ah. that and are they does that help them ripen as well or no no it just keeps <clears> them from <throat> getting pecked and run away with nice. yeah uh, blackberries are, are bushes right uh, this are is kind of trees very, or what are they no it's oh, oh, kind of like single branches <laughs> really like yeah. a vine um think well, thorns well, Think no, lots and lots of no, thorns. No, no, these no? are thornless. Oh. We, had, we had thorned when we first started out, and she replaced them with thornless. Okay. So. My experience with blackberries Friday is that if you're ever on the side of the road and you see, you know, little little fruit over there, and you go over to get them and you end up bleeding, that's a blackberry. <laughs> <laughs> Or I can't remember. I mean, back on the farm, we had all sorts of mulberry trees, big and small. Mm. We would sit there and eat them for hours. I can't remember if you participated. I don't think I did. That doesn't sound familiar at all. Okay, sounds delightful, but I didn't know mulberries were edible. Oh yeah, (laughs) (laughs) learn something new. Some would say they're not. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. I don't even know what world you're living in where mulberries are not edible. I've never eaten a mulberry as far as I know, so how would I know they're edible? <laughs> I, think my oh, only I, think of, I think of mulberry bushes as um, silkworms. <laughs> huh. Okay. No, it's huh. very popular activity in uh, June, you know, the first three weeks of June, last part of July. I'm sorry, last part of May. Um, just, just, you know amazing fruit because they're it's free and it's hanging at your you know head level so and when i was little we raided the um um cherry orchard and plum orchards that were near (coughs) the house and eat those but no mulberries Hmm. well they definitely have fruitless mulberries out is that the thing that you're you're thinking no no i I have no experience with the some total of what I know about mulberries is that silkworms eat mulberry leaves. I don't, as far as I know, I've never seen a mulberry bush or a mulberry. <laughs> hmm, okay, well, uh, I haven't seen one down here that fruits, so it might be just, you know, it's a little warm down here. Um, 
very, very common in Iowa. So, Carney, got anything? Got anything good? Anything good this week? Not unless you count taking our car to the garage just before. <laughs> you know, I guess if we're gonna scrape the bottom of the barrel, we're gonna get what we get. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I I wasn't prepared for what's been good. Well, it's, I mean, it's the fr- I did kind of spring it on you. We've never done this before. Well, hold on. What's <laughs> what's the name of the garage that you took it to? Triple A. They have garages. Huh? Is it do, when you say garage? Do you mean uh, repair shop? There's a difference. Okay. I mean, I have a detached garage where I park okay, my car in yeah, my house. I've always used the word garage to mean both those things. Sure. You know, if you're taking your car to the garage, uh-huh. it's going to be, you know, looked at and fixed. If you, you're putting the car in the garage, it's going into attachment to your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Minnesota, we, I think we would say it's the repair shop or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think I, I, I just, yeah. I mean, I've heard, the tr- I've heard that phrase yeah. before, naturally. Yeah. I knew it. I kind of knew. That's where I, that's obviously why I kind of knew what you were saying, but. Okay, so you you took it to the garage, and it was free. Is that why it was good this week? No, it's just it's good that we caught it before it simply died in the driveway and had to be towed there. Don't oh. don't Dave. Just we were going to take a good thing, and <laughs> we're going to take what we can get. <laughs> don't make it into a bad thing. Okay, so so you paid lots and lots of money, but you did it in time. There you go. No, we haven't paid any money yet. They're taking a oh. look at I think it's just the, the battery is getting, you know, it's just time to replace the battery. Um, it, it wouldn't start Monday morning, and I had to jump it. So either it's got a short someplace, a door wasn't secured completely, or there's a problem with the battery. And since it tried to not start again on this morning, I'm going, okay, it's probably the battery. Well, this is a relatively young vehicle, right? Not that young. I think it's, I mean, for, for, for me and Roberta, it's a young vehicle. By your standards, it's probably five years past shoot it and put well, it out of its misery. It, that, that was where you, you, you could chime in with, like, it's a 2007. I can't remember. I think it is a, a 2000, might be a 2007. Might be a 2006. I can see a battery going dead after 13 years. Well, sure. <laughs> I think it's been replaced more recently oh, than that. Oh, okay. But, okay. Good. But it's a Honda Odyssey. You know, it's a good, reliable vehicle. I fully expect it to last another 10 years with regular upkeep. Okay. No, I mean, my my young truck does has problems with batteries because it has so much crap going. You open up the door... To, to look to see if you left something in the truck and it you know lights up and all the screens <laughs> come on and it you know it, it probably drains a quarter of the battery so <laughs> if you have your car parked for two or three weeks like maybe we have uh, most of us have for the last four months uh, you you don't want to open your car door yeah it's not quite that bad but yeah it's, now i th- i <clears throat> my opinion of the shortcoming it's got is it's got this dinky little six volt system my Mustang's got a 12-volt system, is that when you're cranking my car from the van, you have to make sure that somebody's got their foot on the, the gas pedal or it doesn't put enough current across to actually jump my car. On the other hand, my car, you don't even need to turn on the engine for it to jump her car. Oh, your, your, the battery for your Odyssey is a 6-volt battery? I think so. I mean... Huh. 
Or maybe now I've never heard of that. Me neither. Uh, then may I, well, I'm wondering what I'm thinking of then because I know it's a much weaker. Maybe it's the amps. Yeah, well, you don't need cold cranking amps in Ant Atlanta. <laughs> Except once a year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, no, I, I that that's probably worth checking out just for next podcast. I, yeah, I want to know. I want to know what the six volt battery is all about. If you've got a six volt battery for your car, yeah. No, it says it's got a twelve volt battery. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, I thought maybe there was a hole in the floor where your wife kind of <laughs> pedaled really quickly, kind of like Flintstone style. Well, it's it's not that far from it in a lot of. I mean, the the Hunt Odyssey is not is not not being bought for its load ca towing capacity. Hmm. Let us say. Hmm. Really, I mean, my my brother had a honda odyssey probably 2012 vintage ish and had like 270 horse I mean, it's, it's got a reasonable pickup it's not like my toyota corolla was i don't have to turn stuff up to make it up a hill but it's 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 it handles just fine for a minivan <laughs> it's probably handles a bit better than the um aerostar that we had before it but i attribute that to the front wheel drive rather than the any improvement in the engine? So your Honda's rear wheel drive or front? No, front wheel. And your Aerostar was rear? Yeah. Okay. And you're well, I mean, this was this was twenty five years ago. Right, right. But you're, but you're confident the uh, Honda is front. Yes, very confident. Okay. Because there was some controversy between my brother and I about his, and he he wasn't able to tell me, and I didn't look it up, so. Well, I don't know about his, but since they're not the same year, but the Honda Odyssey that we have is definitely a front-wheel drive. Okay, yeah, that's. I mean, I love front-wheel drive for almost everything. So. Yeah, I I think I mean I I wouldn't trade in my my Mustang, but. Well, that's I, that's the outlier from yeah. I don't want it. a sports car with front-wheel drive is a bit of a problem. I tried it and I sold it. Yeah, I can just imagine the 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 front wheels towing along the rest of the car behind it yeah the oversteer was you know it was great straight line but <laughs> I'm, i've got to figure out what the what is it about the the honda i mean it's got a smaller battery so it's got it's got to be something to do with the amperage then i guess that it's just not crank i don't know what it is but i do know that the electrical system on the odyssey cannot handle cranking my car without the engine running Hmm. Well, maybe you just have a high compression ratio. Possible. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it, it's been it's been at least five years since I looked into that, and my memory retention that basically means that there's a sign hanging in that slot that says "Look it up." <laughs> well, you're you're. It's not a turbo, though, right? No, 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 no. Yeah. So, okay. I don't know that much about Mustangs. But if it's not a turbo, it probably does not have a really, really high compression ratio. Well, I mean, I think it's got a high compression ratio for a Mustang, but I don't know where Mustangs stand in, in the the you know scale. <laughs> yeah. V8. Oh yes, five five liter V8. Okay. Naturally aspirated. Just like I me. Think we, I think we just put Rob to sleep. I'm here. <laughs> no, I'm so excited that. I'm not talking at part of the podcast. I'm just so delighted. 
I get a break. Now, now that's sarcasm there. No, Even it I was not. That. No, no, it's not. I'm just very excited that you guys are having a conversation that I'm interested in listening to, and I don't have to participate. <laughs> that's good. We want more of that. <laughs> Bring up more car stuff. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just might. And the Honda Odyssey has has had a front wheel version since 1995. Yeah, see, I thought my brother was a little... I, but it seems like there might have been a front-wheel version and a rear-wheel version in the 90s. Yeah, his was more 2010, uh, 20, was probably front, Yeah, and Odyssey's almost wheel. certainly, now that I think about it, going to be front-wheel drive because of the fact, the whole issue of space that gets taken up by the... Um, mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. what you call the crankshaft? Well, yep. that, that that was what part of, caused part of the controversy is there was that hump running down the center. Like, what the hell is that? Well, he a may hump. have had the rear wheel version then. Wait, a hump running down? You mean all the way to the back? Mm-hmm. That sounds like a transmission to me. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, well, is there really a drive shaft going back here? I mean, maybe that that would be that would. That would strike me as, as being really peculiar. Better do some yeah. research on that, Dave, for next well, week. Well, he, he got rid of it. He didn't care that much. <laughs> Nobody and, cares uh, that much. <laughs> and, and, you know. <laughs> it's it's just something to be curious about. I mean, if you're driving the car, you might care, but nobody else cares. <laughs> well, I mean, he had two children. It was kind of the... Here, you think they care? <laughs> no, I'm saying that's why they had a... You know, that's, I think that's why he was able to talk his wife into a minivan. I see. Once. Once. <laughs> once. Once. He's a, he's a Mennonite, apparently. Ends every sentence in once. All right. So I watched a great new show called Barkskins oh. on the National Ge- Geographic Channel. Uh, okay. who, my wife, it just ended last week. Uh, all eight episodes. Uh, it's about uh, turn of the 17th century uh Quebec and uh, the English and the Canadians and the native native uh, North Americans, uh, Indians. What did I say? Indians, French, English, indigenous tribes, indigenous tribes. And then the uh, the uh, Hudson's Bay Company, English, and then the French settlers all having nice conflicts. And it's a it's a it's kind of a Game of Thrones for North America. And it's all true. It's like a historical drama based on. True, real people, and it's really good. All right, so. You ready to have your mind blown? Yeah, go for it. There's apparently a four-wheel drive Honda Odyssey in 2020, at least. Um, but only sold in Quebec. No, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised about that, but this was not a 2020. This was probably 2009, give or take. Thanks for listening, everybody. We are Dedicated Nerds. At Dedicated Nerds on Twitter, send us some email. We really, really want to hear some hear from you. DedicatedNerds at gmail.com. Have a good night, Dave. Thank you very much, Rob. Good night, Carney. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone.